the gym dragons, I have found that a lot of them have this ability to attract their favorite food to the area so they don't have to go far to get what they want to eat, which I love. Um, what would you attract toward to yourself if oh. like you didn't so you wouldn't have to go far to get your favorite meal? I would do a curry would be my any kind curry. of curry. Curry of all kinds. Curry restaurants on every corner. 100%. I would have a village of curry restaurants that would just hand deliver to me like every hour on the hour would be yeah, what I would do. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> every corner every corner is sushi in Vancouver, Pepperina. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, um, to like fish. You like fish. So your guys' region is just smelling real lovely with all the curry and fish. It's just yeah. Curry fish yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can just make um, fish curry. My, fish curry. Yeah. Combine them both. That's if your guys's um regions overlap. It's that's the fish curry part of the diagram. Yeah, we're separated by a river. So anytime we get near that river, it's just a weird, confusing area. Yeah, yeah I get it. I like it. I like it. Um, mine would just be French fries. Like, I don't care about anything else on your menu, uh, but you have to have good fries. So there would just be places with French fries all over the place. Do you like potatoes of all shapes and forms or is it fries specifically? Um, I do enjoy potatoes of all shapes and forms, but French fries have a special place in my heart. That's Except cool. for like gross steak fries that aren't cooked well enough that are mushy like the giant wedge fries also i'm not a yeah, big fan like because they're never cooked right yeah those can fuck <laughs> off but like it's got to be a good crispy french fry fair <laughs> enough yeah uh i really like a good crispy ginger beef and coconut rice and i'm also very judgy on that as well as though i you know i go to like a, <laughs> an authentic restaurant and i'm like your first uh-huh. coconut rice is crap and they're like we'll tell you <laughs> if it's good or not yeah <laughs> My family will drive hours for a good ginger beef. Like it has to be very specific, certain amount of crunch, certain amount of spice. Like it has to be perfect. Otherwise it's just trash. I like this weird British guy is telling me that my coconut rice isn't good enough. That's what we do. That's what we do. We'll we'll say you've got this all wrong. Yeah, Yeah. you're doing it wrong. Welcome to the It's a Mimic podcast, where you never know what you're going to get. Welcome to another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, where we continue our conversation on dragons in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I am Terry, and with me today are Megan and Pepperina, and this episode is called Sapphire Dragons, The Thunder Down Under. In this episode of It's a Mimic, this panel of Dungeon Masters is going to grab our earplugs and head underground in search of the fearsome and territorial Sapphire Dragon. Need a maze to challenge your high-level party? Looking for a cache of magical armaments? Or does your gnomish society just need a powerful patron? So based on the title of this episode, it's safe to assume that the Sapphire Dragon has a breath weapon that does thunder damage. Uh, the gem dragons are clearly leaning into the less popular damage type. So do we think that this is a necessarily thing to address or is it a good addition to the dragon lore? Or, or like, do we feel like it's starting to get a little too dangerous for our players? What do you guys think? No, not too dangerous. Absolutely not, he says. No. <laughs> it's never too dangerous. Do you think it's that. getting too convoluted? No. 
No, I like the different um, breath weapon types in the gym dragons and it not just being the same that we've already seen in chromatic and metallic yeah. because yeah. they repeat. Otherwise, so I think it adds a good flavor. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of having yeah. a different kind of dragon? That's the whole point. Yeah. Especially you're if you're working with, like, if you're being a dragon born, it's fun to have a different kind. I think more importantly, you if you're being a gym dragon born versus like a metallic or chromatic yeah more importantly the episode is called thunder from down under which is a group of australian strippers by my understanding and neither one of you yeah. and i thought yeah. that was definitely gonna get a reaction <laughs> i was like i was like pause for sexual joke no pause for no. sexual jokes from megan and peps absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well this isn't one of our after dark episodes we're so. not we haven't gotten into plot twists yet we're not we're not at that part of this episode yet so <laughs> They're all strippers now. Every we'll sapphire dragon. Yeah. Every dragonborn of this kind will have, they'll be Donald Duck in it and be constantly <laughs> trying to be very overly sexual. Bard or no bard. They're all, yeah. hey, They're all, all bards. It doesn't matter how hot you are. There's just nothing attractive about a man only wearing a shirt, just Donald Duck in it. Like it's just <laughs> you do that sexually. That is very... The opposite is good. Like just pants, no shirt, fantastic. Just fun. shirt, no pants. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like you can do whatever you want to do. If you've got good thighs, like sometimes I like to see those, yeah. you know, the drumsticks. They're quite nice sometimes, you know. <laughs> but it's just the it's just the wearing of the shirt, I think, that throws it off. Okay, well. Okay. So <laughs> was, was this the conversation you were expecting? Yeah. Did you get what you wanted? You brought this up, Terry. <laughs> I know, I know. And as soon as you I did, did I, was this. Like, I was like, oh, that's right. It's only me. Adam is not here to save me or, or, or anybody else. Okay, before we get any deeper into this, uh, let's come to an ad break. We've previously covered quite a bit in our discussion on dragons in 5th edition. For all those episodes and more, you can follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and dozens of other podcast apps. If you'd like to support us, you can donate through the website, check out our store, or join our Patreon and get access to other episodes and series. If you'd like to pay for some ad space on It's a Mimic, or just send a shout out to a friend, please reach out to us through our email and website that are listed in the show notes below. Before we go any further, I just want to thank Fox90, and I think I'm saying this appropriately, is it Matteo or Matteo? I'm going to say Matteo. Thanks to both of you for subscribing to our Patreon. We look forward to talking with you guys in the Discord. This week on the It's a Mimic Patreon channel for Silver Tier subscribers and above, we will be wrapping up our conversation on the False Hydra. I'm excited to hear from each of you about what you would have done differently and how you would use a creature like this. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, let's go through a uh, overview then of Sapphire Dragons. We just recorded the Emerald Dragons episode, Pepperina. So if I keep saying Emerald Dragons, correct me because the audience uh, <laughs> will be confused, as I'm sure they are all the time. I mean, uh, these two do intertwine a little bit. So that's true. Okay. They have that true. little connection. It's going to make it harder, I think. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little quote, a little quotation. From Fizban, um, a sapphire dragon's flight once inspired a courting dance in a certain kingdom that shall remain nameless. Embarrassingly, it is still performed to this day. This doesn't help the whole thunder from down under. Uh, <laughs> it really doesn't. I want to see what the courting dance looks like.
It fits the theme just fine for me, yeah. I think. <laughs> okay, Sapphire Dragons. It is noted that the thunderous clash of conflict is part of the very nature of Sapphire Dragons. Sapphire Dragons' scales and wing membranes show varied shades of blue. Uh, they may show light tones similar to that of a spring sky, all the way through to the rich crystalline azure of uh, sapphire gems and compressed glacial ice. In the light, the scales will glitter and shine similarly to luminous starbursts. Their tail barbs and horn tips are all separate pieces and they actually float in place, held aloft by psychic energy while the dragon lives. And this is evidence of the dragon's uh, uh, psionic type that it is. Right. It is interesting that it says while it lives. I have seen this in two of the four I've covered so far and the other two did not specify while it lived. So I think that's an interesting, like, when they die, do they immediately fall? I, I feel like it would be a nice visual piece that they would, uh-huh. right? Like, I feel like if it's the psionic powers, it's their ability to use their mind, right? Mm-hmm. If their mind is dead, there it goes, right? Yeah. And it makes looting the dragon easier if the horn conveniently falls off. So there mm-hmm. you go. Then you just have it. Uh, these levitating horns and spines will shift slightly with the dragon's mood as well, uh, bobbing in amusement or flaring with anger. Uh, so I would probably do that in a similar way to like a, a cat's ears or something. So sapphire dragons are warlike and will devise strategies and ambushes based on their ability to maneuver underground. Uh, so that's tactics that I myself have voiced a lot uh, out on this podcast. I like to use all of the different movement speeds. I think the burrowing speed especially is overlooked in combat. Uh, so that makes sense to me. And it suggests to me that holding your action is probably going to be important with this dragon if you're using all of these movement speeds to put you in a certain position. Sapphire dragons watch for signs of aberrations and other creatures that are corrupted by the Far Realms, and they frequently ally with emerald dragons. There it is, Pepperina, uh, drawing on their kin's knowledge of the occult phenomena to track the influence of the Far Realm. This, of course, will give them an advantage against that kind of enemy. People who dwell or delve deep beneath the earth can easily find themselves at odds with the sapphire dragon if they cross into the dragon's territory. But sapphire dragons sometimes forge peaceful relationships with rock gnomes or deep gnomes, and they rely on these folk to help protect their territory surrounding their lairs. The fact that it says uh, that they can easily come into contact with them tells me that they're probably very different to emerald dragons who will typically try and hide or or, or avoid coming across you. Um, But it seems to me that if they think that they have somebody in their territory, they're probably going to confront them uh, by this. Um, Mm -hmm. Sapphire Dragon's favorite prizes are weapons and armor, records of military history and tactics, and magic items that protect against psychic damage or mental intrusion. Their uh, their centerpiece uh, for a dragon's horde would would typically be a cataloged, ordered collection of war gear, which can contain ancient relics of immense power. I think for me, this speaks to an opportunity to reward players with fun, mundane items that they wouldn't just typically come across, like ballistas or ships or armor for your mounts or or that kind of thing, or even books on lore strategies uh, for other creatures. Uh, When it comes to creating a sapphire dragon, there's a a single personality and a single ideal that jumped out to me. So for a personality trait, that would be uh, the dragon saying that they are constantly aware of a call from beyond the world, uh, that they must prepare to answer that call. So they are amassing powerful arms and armor. Uh, I guess it's the idea that they believe that their destiny is that uh, they're destined for something great. Uh, I feel like as humans, even though there's 8 billion of us, you know, we always think we're destined for something better. And clearly this dragon as well. Uh, An ideal being order, an organized horde makes them happy. And if you don't want to see them unhappy, it'll remain that way. Uh, But I think for if these are very military type dragons, it's probably more than just order. It's probably etiquette as well. It's probably a sense of tradition 
uh, as well. So for spell casting, let me take you guys through these spells because I want to point out something that may be an oversight, but maybe you guys have got an argument as to why it is like that. Mm-hmm. So the young adult and ancient dragon all have spells that are the same when then added on, but the wormling has completely different spells. Pepperina, you're nodding as though you uh, noticed this before. <laughs> I did notice this when I was looking at them because it was it's I've not seen that yet. Yes. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this I wonder if this is a mistake. So for a second, right. <laughs> I should check with the other gem dragons to see if it lines up like they've copied and pasted the table and they didn't take this out. Uh, so uh, for a sapphire dragon wormling, once a day, alarm and tensors floating disc. Okay, alarm, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Tensors floating disc is unusual. I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to line up with like a military type dragon but sure certainly not more than the rest because when you get to the young sapphire dragon their spells include dissonant whispers hold person and meld into stone i think that certainly makes sense um and then as they get up to uh, an adult dragon the spells continue continue to be once per day dissonant whispers hold monster meld into stone and they add telekinesis and then uh, same again for ancient dragons dissonant whispers hold monster meld into stone telekinesis and they add teleport so they add on, but the wormling is completely different spells. So I don't know. Is this yeah. a mistake or what do we think? Okay. So I have not seen this in the other gem ones, but I just looked up Amethyst, which we haven't done yet. And they do have Tensor's floating disc also as yeah, a wormling. Um, they don't have alarm, but that also goes away when they age up. So do the other dragons from you guys' experience start off more defensive than become offensive as they grow older? Or do their lists tend to stay the same? Because that's kind of what I was thinking when I was looking at the difference in the spell listings was that when they're young, they're learning, they're becoming tactile. And then when they become more tactile, they forget their older skills and use their more grown up ones to actually be Mm -hmm. more malicious. Like, you know, that's kind of how I thought of it. Spells upgrade like silent image to major image and things like that. Or like whole person Um, to whole monster. Yeah. 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 But I've never seen it where it just completely changes like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, possibly. I don't know if it's necessarily that they become more offensive because some dragons in their personality will still be like aloof or defensive. Emerald Dragons is a good example of that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'll be on the Twitter finding out. Uh, <laughs> okay. Somebody <laughs> tell us on Reddit. Yeah. Give us your thoughts <laughs> in your comments. Because technically it isn't written in the lore, so you can kind of make up whatever you want at this yeah, point. Yeah, you can do mind. whatever you That's right. You can <laughs> yeah. Okay, a couple of examples of adventure hooks then. So how about this? Number one, a sapphire dragon threatens to sink a town into the Underdark unless the authorities find and turn over a thief who stole from the dragon this is not just because dragons, in my opinion. I, clearly, this is something important to the dragon. Um, uh, but yeah, so that thief is most likely going to be a party member. It would be the way that you get that hook to work. Second one, a village is beset by swarms of giant monsters drawn to the to that area when a sapphire dragon took up residence nearby. Ridding the village of the spiders means tampering with the dragon's food supply, and the dragon is at the root cause um sorry for me my opinion would be that the the dragon is the root cause of those spiders should not necessarily be obvious first Mm -hmm. the fact that they have such a connection to spiders pisses me off but is also the coolest part to me like i feel like adam put me on this one because spiders because spiders yeah yeah. (laughs) that's that's what they attract to themselves is giant spiders so 
Yeah, like, but it would be there... six miles. There's just spiders everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So that would be your clue that there would be one around and mm-hmm. or to your point, be a good plot hook of yeah. you have now killed a spider horde in some cave, which tampered with the food supply and they're going to come after you or they're going to do what they can to bring it back. Right. So yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. stupid spiders. <laughs> when it comes to their lairs, uh, sapphire dragons make their homes in extensive cave systems as they grow older. They make increasingly more complex renovations to their lairs, so they will use their inherent magic and uh, natural tunneling abilities uh, to make the lairs much more complex. Uh, eventually, a, dra- a sapphire dragon's lair is a dizzying honeycomb of hidden passages. It will have deceptively thin walls. It will have uh, secret chambers that allow the dragon to travel from one end to the other. Uh, and there's also multiple entrances uh, to this lair as well. Uh, the most secure layers might feature no accessible entrances or exits at all, with the dragon relying on tunneling or shaping stone to come and go. So for DMs, this does not, for me, I think for, for this type of layer, when they get so complex, I don't even think you need to map it out because um, it can be very difficult. I think you can do complex layers as like a skill challenge, as like survival checks or, um, you know, perception checks. And then based on how they, uh, based on how well they do is what like the next step will be for them. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to map it out room for room until you get to like the core area of the layer where that's probably more important. Um, but just kind of using the exploration pillar and just letting them know that it's very complex and they're getting deeper and deeper into it. I don't know what you guys think about that, but uh, that's just an idea. I don't hate it. The only thing that I like was concerned about not utilizing a map for something like this would be if suddenly they had to turn around and go back like then you kind of have to like try and remember what they did but at the same time they're not going to remember exactly what mm-hmm. happened either yeah or like if they're going to be going back because there's so many tunnels have a cave-in happen move in a different direction right yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> simple rocks fall character dies <laughs> move around like <laughs> especially if you're doing like an online mostly theater of the mind sort of game um i yeah. think it would work very well for that also mm-hmm. agreed yeah Okay, lair actions. I like this first one. Uh, awesome thunder. A thunderous detonation of sound can be heard up to 300 feet away, and it will surround uh, one creature in the lair that the dragon can see. It is a DC 15 constitution save, or it's 3d8 thunder damage, and the uh, the person will be stunned until the end of its next turn. Being stunned is so annoying. This would, uh, this would annoy the piss out of me. Second the fact one- that it's 300 feet is a lot. Like, it is very far. Yeah. Oh, that would be so annoying. If you had to work through multiple rounds of that as well, just to get to where you're going, and you have this plan, and no plan survives anything to do with Yeah, them. usually you see things like capping out at 120 <laughs> speed wise. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're not even getting happens. close. Like, you're not getting close. Nothing happens over 120 feet in that. In yeah. Right. <laughs> Second one is Beguiling Whisper. So the dragon can telepathically whisper to one creature within range of the dragon's telepathy. Uh, the creature must succeed. It's a DC 15 wisdom save, or you are charmed until uh, initiative count 20 on the next round. And a creature charmed in this way obeys to the best of its ability any command the dragon issues that isn't directly harmful to the creature. I like that one because I think the telepathy when they get older is about 120 feet away. Uh, it's 120 okay. feet across the board. That's good. That's good for disrupting plans. Um, Third one, stone passage. So the dragon touches a section of stone up to 30 feet in any dimension. The dragon can shape the stone to open or close a passage through a wall as long as the wall is less than 10 feet thick. I like the fact that this is a layer action because it means it doesn't take away from your action when you're when you're playing the dragon. You can just do it every round. Um, so you can really uh, whatever, basically whatever plan the players are putting together, you can really fuck it up by just opening and closing passageways around. 
Uh, regional effects. So there are four. The first one is crystal perfusion. Crystal perfusion. Natural stone within six miles of the layer grows plentiful crystal formations and veins of sapphire gemstones, particularly underground. Okay, that's a big, huge. When we get to exploration and clues, we'll give that one as a given. There's uh, there's yeah. sapphires everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, they have stony sites. At least these ones are underground. They're not just like all over up top. Right, Dude, I would have like a giant sapphire spear just like out from the ground. <laughs> be like, come get me, bitches. <laughs> Within 300 feet, you're going to get uh -huh. stunned. <laughs> Try me. Yeah. Uh, natural. Uh, so stony site, natural stone within six miles of the lair is a conduit for the dragon's psionic presence. So as an action, the dragon can cast uh, the clairvoyant spell uh, requiring no spell component components and targeting any natural stone formation in that region. Basically, the dragon can hear what you're saying from any area of stone within a six-mile uh, radius of their lair. So that would be useful the, the night before when you're making your plan and it's like, okay, we get up tomorrow. This is what we're going to do. They already know. So Yeah, which all the gym dragons get a version of that. That's I right. think stone is interesting because there's stones everywhere. Like the last one was lava. You know, there's not lava all over the place. That's right. Yeah. When so, I was a child, I thought lava was going to be a much bigger problem. Than <laughs> like quicksand? Like quicksand, quicksand and lava? Quicksand. So, Haven't yeah. come across it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think be... it was going to be taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Stones are everywhere, though. I think that's very useful for them. In my entire childhood, prepping for quicksand and lava. And then when they triple the carbon tax, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, third one, telepathic enhancement. The dragon's psionic energy enhances the mental powers of other creatures. Any creature capable of telepathic communication has its telepathy range doubled while within one mile of the lair. This includes creatures with innate telepathy and magical telepathy, such as uh, Rary's telepathic bond spell. So that's cool. It's a positive yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Okay, thriving wildlife. Uh, so giant spiders, which are a sapphire dragon's favorite prey, are attracted to the area within six miles of the lair and settle there in large numbers. So, Megan, if you need to get to a sapphire dragon's lair, you have six miles of an increased presence of spiders to do that. Nope. I'd be like, we're done. Fuck it. I don't need those magical weapons. I don't need I don't need none of these gems. There's nothing over there that is that important. So I'd be like, let's go, let's go hunt down a sapphire dragon, Megan. And be like, nah, there'll be spiders. <laughs> so the example map of the lair that they give in Fizban Zen is a it's a complex network of uh, cobweb choke tunnels. It has dead ends, there's crystal walls, and there, it even incorporates an underground river. Um, there are multiple disguised entrances, which I like. That that inspires me to have the dungeon crawl pop the party back out of the lair, and maybe they have to traverse overground and then go back into the lair um, to kind of get around it. I like the fact that you're kind of coming in and out of it. Name of my sex tape. Now, um, <laughs> it's like I don't have to comment on that one. That one can just live in the ether forever now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> out there now. <laughs> So when it comes to treasures then, so we talked about how they uh, they like to collect like military things over the years, like weapons and uh, armor and books on lore and battles and that kind of thing. And the examples that we see uh, in Fizban's are a battle standard showing the coat of arms of an ancient realm the dragon failed to protect uh, and a music box that plays a haunting song. And this inspired me, um, and sorry, and the, the dragon claims the music is very popular in another world. I have been trying to figure out how to make uh, puzzles and, and traps and things based around certain kinds of characters. And so I want to do something that's more geared towards uh, bards. And I think this is a good idea. Like if the 
the notes represent something to do with the trap or a solution, or perhaps it's uh, it, it is foreshadowing something else. Like the tune that it plays will be important later on when they hear it as like a an anthem of another city or something like that. But uh, but yeah, those are the two examples we have. That's Sapphire Dragons in a nutshell, team. Shall we uh, roll right. some questions? Let's do it. Let's roll initiative. I got a four. I got a two. Ooh. I got a five. I go first. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I love that for me. Kyle, that Kyle went first on a four. Yeah. <laughs> we had like a four, two, and a one. <laughs> five. That's good, Megan. Five, incidentally, is the five. amount of minutes it took me to record my commercials with Adam the other day. Um, I heard it took you significantly longer. It was, it was, it was a solid <laughs> 19 minutes of just constant having to do it over and over again. To be fair, Kyle was looking at me the whole time and I was distracted. So I'm going to blame him on that. Right. <laughs> yeah, blame Kyle. <laughs> All right. I'm blaming Kyle. <laughs> okay. So, um, before we jump into the mechanics, then how do you feel about the law surrounding these dragons? I, I think it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of weird, random things that they've added in. Like, to be honest with you, when I read Spiders, I was like, why? But then I was like, to be fair, if it was my favorite food and I had psionic powers, I would make hordes of spiders come and sit around me for my entire life so I could eat them happily and comfortably. Because like when I read that they would flock to where the dragon was, I was like, why would a sentient being flock to where it was specifically going to get eaten? But then I'm like, oh, psionic powers. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I think that that's a really cool part of that. Um, and I did also try to look up like what sapphires are used for in D and D to kind of connect it together. And apparently, it is to create magical weapons and things like that. So I feel like people would the fact that it is connected to sapphire and they collect magical weapons and they collect weaponry. I think that's a really good tie-in that you can use for any campaign, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the lore is flavorful enough, but not too overbearing and ambiguous, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like that all of these gym dragons seem to have like little quirks about them, mm -hmm. which I enjoy. Like, I think the topaz was probably the quirkiest, but I love that they all have just odd little things. Like, why spiders? You know, and the, the <laughs> why spider of all things? I would want to ask it. You know what I mean? If if I was a player, I'd be like, dude, yeah. why There's spiders? So many What's different things. <laughs> um. And I love the that they connect with gnomes because you guys know that I love gnomes uh, by now. <laughs> um, so I would I would lean very heavy into that uh, in my games and have a whole like gnome village that is connected to these guys. They would all have pet spiders. They would all have pets. They would ride them, the yeah. giant spiders, because they're no they're small gnomes, so they could totally ride a giant spider. That's true. That yeah, would, that would be uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I quite like them. I think they quickly became my probably my second favorite dragon. I think black dragons will always be my favorite kind of dragon, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, these are probably going to be my second favorite. I think I think they're great, uh, and I don't mind spiders. I like it. I like whatever makes players feel uncomfortable. And spiders is a common one, so it works. Well, you do have one on your arm, so tattoo one on my arm. Yeah, you know, that was a choice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Terry, are you a sapphire dragon? Maybe, yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> I mean, probably there was some similarity mm -hmm. to topaz for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing is, they live underground, and you're not a big underground. I don't like being underground fan. at all. No. Mm -hmm. My uh, 
my sister just she's on a search and rescue team and she even this weekend she's in like she goes into like abandoned mines and stuff and they're like 10 stories underground and they have to like use climbing equipment to get back out and she does that like every other weekend or something and it just sounds like the worst thing for me i would never do that Mm. (laughs) next question um what do you think about the spells who's going first on i forget going first okay with my five What do I think of the spells? Um, I enjoy them. As we said, it was kind of weird the fact that they have a different set when they're younger to versus they're older. So I put a little bit of thought into like the fact that it was probably because they were being born and raised. And then when they get their own layers is when things happen. Because what I would want to do is I would want to connect their psionic slash telekinetic powers to the sapphires themselves. So all the doorways and things that have sapphires within the tunnels, that's a spot where their telekinetic powers might be a little bit stronger. So anytime like a character would walk past like a like a wall of sapphire that's when they would hear the whispers in their ears like oh, that kind yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. so it's almost like they can tell to telekinetically not only see you and find you but if you are near one of the sapphires that's when they can feel you the strongest and like i don't know i feel like the spells do fit really well it's the fact that they're more telekinetic more mind fuckery like i think mm-hmm. it's cool yeah yeah makes sense mm-hmm. yeah 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 i like the spells like like we've talked about the it was weird <laughs> the bait and switch of the the beginning ones um but yeah i definitely think they fit uh with their tactics and they're more like war oriented or what what is the disc thing. spell by the way i didn't actually I look that i don't way. know tensor's floating disc it's it's just, I, th- I can't remember if it's invisible or not it's essentially just that it's a floating disc that can like lift things up and you can move it around and i think you can like rotate it or something as well i feel yeah i feel like that would fit because if they're young and building their um they're like layered and stuff like that they can move the rocks and stuff around and like move things into places where they should be like that would i feel like that fits they're decorators right right i don't, <laughs> I don't recall anywhere in that law that it mentions that they're decorators <laughs> that's how i say question mark Attract spiders. Well, no, they're organizers. They're not. They are organizers. They are organizers. Uh, Their layer has to be very organized. So they have to use these discs to get things up to their like high shelf. But I don't think it would be the type of (laughs) organizing. It's not like interesting decor. It's like everything Mm -hmm. has its place and everything lives in rows and in neat little boxes. And it's probably in a way. Yeah. It's like a library with a dragon. With the Dewey Decimal System of where everything should go, right? And then they're not going to sit there and pick all the small, tiny little items up and put them on their shelves. They're going to use these discs to float them around. Yeah. Right? Right. Except uh, for they go away after they're wormlings, so. Yeah. Well, then too bad. And <laughs> <laughs> use it a lot, I guess. Uh, yeah, I quite like the spells. I think it makes sense. Distant Whispers is good hold monster makes sense meld into stone yeah fine mm-hmm. uh, telekinesis lucky them and eventually they can teleport so yeah that works for me but i think the teleport fits to the fact that they're built to move through their caverns quickly yeah so they have found different ways to do that with their psionic capabilities right and they they're know, like i don't want to just dig yeah. like it's such a maze but they can teleport to whatever area quickly that without having to go through the whole fucking maze That's- yeah because because they like, would know the places 100 yeah, percent. they don't have to like, guess i need to get to this place so they can yeah. do it quickly and not have to go through all the what about their, megan what about their layer actions and regional effects um so i like so for their layers specifically i enjoyed the fact that their walls tend to be thin because i can't even imagine like walking through these tiny tunnels and then your barbarian trips and falls over into another room 
mm-hmm. then you realize that the walls are quite thin. So you just start barreling through this thing like nobody's tomorrow, like just okay. like running straight through. Um, it's just, just... the cutout of your barbarian, like in <laughs> cartoons. It's like the exact outline as they file through it. Exactly. Right. But then all of a sudden you get to a room that's like surrounded by sapphires. And so you can't blast through it. And then again, tying into my idea that their telepathy travels through the sapphires, you are now in a room where they can use their dissonant whispers on all of you at the same time. Like, I just feel like it's really cool that they could play with your mind without having to see you. Yeah. 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 Through their layer actions and through like just their caverns themselves. Right. So. Love it. Taparina. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the telepathic enhancement because I think they could use that to speak specifically to one of your party members um, and like get in their head. Like if you have one that has telepathic abilities, they can single out that person and have a whole conversation with them and maybe even cause some sort of divide. Your person doesn't even know that it's a dragon talking to them. They're just hearing this voice in their head now and they're not sure where it's coming from and it's telling them to do things and they have to figure out like is this if it's a cleric like is this my god that's about to to say yeah Yeah. um if it's a a warlock like is this my patron telling me to do things i have to do it um so you could really turn the events of your party based on just that alone i i really like that idea uh i'm running tyranny of dragons right now and i have the the paladin in my party i have tiamat speaking directly to him all the time and showing him uh favoritism he hasn't sworn an oath to anyone so she's basically trying to to take him like that but it is amazing how this made-up person or dragon queen god that doesn't exist who are they are supposed to be trying to kill how pissed the rest of the team gets when she's not speaking to them. It's only one person. They're like, what the fuck? No, don't talk. Don't, do that. don't talk to them. No. So yeah, I like anything which is gonna really, I always say don't attack the don't attack the characters, attack the players. And uh, this is the type of thing where you can do that. Just speak to one person and it'll rattle everybody else. But uh I- but- I understand that from my Strahd campaign when we were all in love with him. <laughs> like one of us would get a message and we'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't I get a message? Yeah, why bitch? didn't I get a message? <laughs> why didn't he cut off my sister's fingers and send it to me? <laughs> Where's my finger gift? <laughs> Name of the next episode. <laughs> Where's my finger gift? Oh my God. You're welcome. That's gonna be that's probably one of my favorites, I think. <laughs> That's my finger gift. Okay, but layer actions also are name of Megan sixteen. They're really good. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question before we move in to the uh, to the different age categories. Uh, what do you think their eggs will look like, Megan? Um, I would like to think that they would actually be made of sapphire because, like, even though it would be a gemstone that would be hard to break through. I feel like it would almost be because they have the psionic capabilities. It would almost they would tap into the frequency of the gemstone itself to crack out of it would be how I would imagine it happening. But that's just a cute mm-hmm. idea that I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like to think that they would make some sort of armor for it because they are so like military and tactical and collect armor and, and yeah. weapons and stuff. So I, I would like to have them like fashion an armor for an egg specifically. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Like a little top hat, like a little military uh-huh. hat on it's top. It's like like yeah. moms knitting little booties for their babies when they're you know in their bellies still. <laughs> That's the sapphire dragon, like making oh, chainmail. Like, like making... <laughs> yeah, 
keep it warm a little (laughs) chain mail snuggie for this egg Um, that's it i'm gonna make some chain mail snuggies it's happening (laughs) i like the idea that maybe the uh there is no visible egg itself but the telekinesis within the lair holds all of the insides of the eggs together in an egg shape so you can see i don't know the stuff (laughs) it's seemingly floating but it's like in an egg it's in an egg shape because it's just held together have you ever seen those like pictures of what the inside of an animal's womb looks like and it's all yeah. this gooey and floating around like it would just oh, be yeah. that floating in the layer yeah, like they, they could still be like a membrane you know like yeah. back we'll say with, yeah. the, with the stuff i won't emphasize that it. is a nightmare but it'd be like a little like gelatinous pool of all of these weird right, little but it's held naked together. eggs in the the, the sack is held into an egg shape by the telekinetic power within the world. It's It's very The Matrix, but with less mechanicalness. Yeah. Yeah. That would give me nightmares. Uh. All right, team. I say as the mom on this episode, I don't want to see that. I do not want to see the embryonic stack of a dragon. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I can't handle all that stuff. What was I watching recently with uh, this Oh, uh, didn't matter. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's I think you're like, I can't handle uh, it. It was your I was idea. Watching, <laughs> I was watching Where's My Finger Gift recently. And... <laughs> okay. I heard let's it's do, really good. <laughs> let's do Wormlings. I think I'm doing Wormlings, right? Yeah, I'm going first. Yeah. Okay. So Wormlings, uh, medium-sized creatures, just to remind everybody, for Sapphire Dragons, they are typically lawful neutral. They have a lower armor class at this point, but their natural armor will be 16. Their hit points are going to average out at about 45. They they have four speeds. They have their walking speed of 30 feet, a burrowing speed of 15 feet, a climbing speed of 30 feet, and a flying speed of 60 feet. They get all of this uh, from being a Wormling. For their stats, their strongest stat is strength. That was followed by all of uh, that's followed by constitution, and then all of dexterity, intelligence, and charisma are all of fourteen. Their lowest stat is wisdom at a thirteen. Saving throws: dexterity, constitution, wisdom, and charisma. Their skills are history, perception, persuasion, and stealth. Persuasion is the better of all of those. Damage resistances: lightning and thunder. Condition immunities, they are immune to being frightened. They have blind sight of 30 feet from being a wormling, dark vision of 120 feet immediately, and a passive perception of 15. Languages, draconic and telepathy, and they come in at a challenge rating of three. For their traits, they get spider climb right away. So this means that the dragon can climb difficult surfaces, including going upside down or on ceilings, uh, without needing to make an ability check. They are also a tunneler, so the dragon can burrow through solid rock at half its borrowing speed and will leave behind a five foot uh, diameter tunnel in its wake. For their actions, they're getting a bite action, but there's no multi-attack yet. They have a, um, a debilitating breath. So the dragon will exhale a pulse of high pitched, nearly inaudible sound, and it will come out in a 15 foot cone. Each creature in that area makes a DC 13 constitution saving throw, or they're going to take 4d10 thunder damage, and they will be incapacitated until the end of their next turn. Incapacitate, to remind everybody at home, means you cannot take actions or reactions, but you can move, I think. Uh, On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and is not incapacitated. They get spell casting right away, one per day, alarm, tensors, floating disc, we mentioned earlier. That is the Sapphire Dragon Wormling. So, should we roll for conversation? Do it. Eight. 13. 
guys, can you get it together? Like, we can't. <laughs> we were shit on the last one, too. I'm sorry. Megan, bless your soul. You might not know this. I'm not very good at this game. I'm actually... Okay. <laughs> it's your first day. I understand. It's fine. <laughs> Usually... Eight years. Yeah. So. <laughs> Usually on the Dragon episodes, we end up just asking ourselves the questions first. Yeah. So it is nice that we're asking somebody else. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> um, Megan, a quest idea for a Sapphire Dragon. Uh, well, I would like the idea that the young wormlings are the ones that go out to get the food. So they would go out to the weird little hatchling areas where all the little spiders are. So if you were to be wandering around a forest or somewhere that's like a slight distance away from where the Sapphire Dragon is, you may come across one um, just wandering through the woods and coming across a spider home. Or going into a village, they're being run down by spiders. They don't know why. You go adventuring to figure out why. You come across a spider horde that then suddenly there is a dragon there eating them and then quest ensues right <laughs> and quest i feel like i feel like that's the easiest one like, yeah, like yeah. it's just the most it utilize their food source as a reason to come across the youngest one right yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah i think if they're uh they're quite warlike if they're young and they're probably a bit uh trigger happy i think a quest of i don't know if it's so much of a, a I, I would. It's not a full quest, but it's it's certainly a, an encounter. I would say is that they're probably going to go looking for trouble. I think they're going to try and prove themselves. They're not going to hide. Mm. They're going to be like that young soldier mentality. I've got grit. I'm stronger than you. I'm going to go and take on something which is uh, maybe I shouldn't have taken on. And uh, and you'll probably come across them because they'll literally just start a fight with you because they're just trying to prove themselves, and you happen to be in their area. I think that's a perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. I think there's a lot of different ways you could go with it with their um, wanting to find aberrations and with their like being around the gnomes and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I would see you coming across them having just picked a fight with something bigger than them trying to prove themselves and then needing your help because they can't ask Aww. their parents for help. You know, they can't they cannot admit to their parents that they did not succeed in this mission so they need the closest party to them to help out so. yeah i love it oh that's so cute <laughs> please don't tell my mom that i was out here i wasn't yeah. supposed to be here yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh megan how do we role play a sapphire dragon well uh just how i just did it um yeah. super nervous super scared exactly but that. But no, I because looking at their abilities as being a, a wormling and looking at the fact that their spells are a little bit different, I like the idea now that we know what the discs are, mm-hmm. is that if you came across one, the role play would be like they would just fool around with like, like just start lifting things around and throwing them at you using these discs <laughs> and you have no idea why this is happening. Because to your point earlier, Terry, like they are tactile, like they're not just going to, if they're not going to just run out at you, they're probably going to surround you in some way, shape or form and start disking items at you, right? Mm-hmm. And you suddenly there's this like a metal cup comes flying out of the forest right yeah. like you know, like what the fuck <laughs> so i just think it'd be fun to role play that they're just they're kind of like tricksters because they've not been taught better yet yeah so yeah they're just playing with you because they think that they're stronger than you and don't have to fight you so yeah 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 i think they might even as young as a wormling in fact probably more so when they're younger treat different members different classes within the party differently and i'm just leaning into this military thing so there is like a, there's hierarchies in the military, obviously, but there's also like these social hierarchies, which is like where how valuable or like not valuable, like uh, how important you're deemed to be based on your job. Like 
Special forces, you're at the top. Infantry after that, you're deemed tougher. Infantry is always deemed tougher than artillery. Artillery is deemed tougher than like the mechanics. The mechanics are better than the storming. The storming are better. Like if you're a clerk, that's like the lowest social thing you can get. If you hold down a desk in the military, you have no respect. But I think it would be like <laughs> this. Like they might treat like the fighters or the paladins very well, but like the like gnome wizard, even though they are technically very powerful, they would probably have very little respect for them, I think, because they would not uh they would not value what they do as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be. I could almost see these guys at like wormling level going like very early Draco Malfoy, whose parents are these high, like, you know, members of their their culture and stuff. And like this kid is supposed to be the, you know, high, you know, class, strong. They're it. Their family is it. And so they believe that they are more um so i think they would so i would lead into that sort of a of a kid sort of trope that well my mom said that i am the best at this (laughs) and we are the best we are the strongest yes (laughs) very cute i love it uh what about exploration and, and clues megan i so i like the fact that they do combo with um gnomes so i would almost find that like if they had like a little kind of cluster of gnomes hanging out at like the base there would be building weapons for the dragon at the top and it would be the wormlings job to come down and like or come out and like collect their like their their penance right they'll they'll gather up the weapons and take them home so you so you as an explorer would come into a town where they have suddenly randomly sapphires everywhere and they're building weapons out of sapphires and then every like six hours you hear like an echo of the thunder rim through and then you see all the gnomes gathering up all the weapons and putting them in one place and then leaving it and walking away. Yeah. And then it's just, that's the place where the wormlings will come grab the items and take them home. Right. Like mm. that's, I thought that'd be really cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's very in depth. That's better than anything I had. I always struggle with the. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah. let's, just, let's end it there. <laughs> it sound as will not be better. As I was going, yeah, hmm, yeah, it probably sounded like I wasn't interested, but I was actually going, I'm not going to be able to follow this. This is good. Like, I don't know. Well, and, and to be fair, I, they're going to get worse else. and worse as we go along. Like, <laughs> that is how it goes. By the time we get to ancient, we're like, I'm fucking out of ideas. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, how would you roleplay an ancient dragon different to the rest of them? <laughs> I don't know. It's the same kind of dragon. It's just older. Um, <laughs> they're just crankier at that point really yeah they're mad at the wormlings that's what they are yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah clues um well you know if, they're, if you're going to lean into like their orderly kind of military thing i guess everything will everything will be particularly orderly have its own place they'll be very particular about etiquette uh doing certain things at certain times talking to certain people before other people like this kind of thing there will be there will be oh that's that's the way to put it there will be a way things are done for everything where everything goes and they will notice immediately if something's out of place much more than you realize um and uh and so i think yeah so for clues that you're close to a sapphire dragon there will be a way that everything is done um and i think it will be very noticeable to the party that even things that should be random like in the surrounding area of their woodland will actually probably be arranged in a particular way i would almost think that like as your explorers are running through like whatever forest or desert or rock cavern whenever they get up to leave suddenly all of their stuff is really organized 
like their backpacks are all in one place that nothing's been taken because there's probably nothing of interest that you have that they want because there's no mm-hmm. special weapons that you have right yeah. so but all your backpacks are super organized and like your firewood has been piled nicely like and it's just because they're just like we need to leave this place better than we found it and you guys are pigs let me fix this for yeah. you and then they dive back away right <laughs> <laughs> yeah or as people are like like the dad on Christmas, like picking up the wrapping paper, like as soon as it touches the floor, like as soon as like yeah. the it, it the has the garbage bag, oh, <laughs> yeah, just ready to go immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about combat, Megan? Uh, for combat, uh, I I don't think that they they would want to pick a fight with you, but they probably I think they would run away a lot. Um, at the wormling stage, like because right. I feel like they would one of them would get hurt, and then they would be like, "Oh my god, you've been hurt." Mom is gonna be pissed, and then they would just. <laughs> You know, they would scatter to the winds because, like, someone got hurt. It's yeah. like way a common bet that I would play, right? Yeah, yeah. So. And they have to figure out what they're going to say. What are we going to say when they say, okay, we'll say this. <laughs> so I feel like they would be super organized at the beginning of whatever battle they're playing. Like, they've surrounded you. They're throwing stuff at you. They're, like, super. And then as soon as your preparation hits one of them once, yeah. all of a sudden they, they're like, oh, my God, Kevin. No, <laughs> mom is gonna be so mad, and then they just kind of like gather back together, regroup, kind of natter at each other. And you're like, What the fuck just happened? Oh, and then they yeah. just fly away. Oh, like, maybe you could get them as like three siblings for everybody at home. Pepperina is just rebooting her computer, that's why she can't hear. Um, with three siblings, and there should be like the younger, the middle one, and like the older one. And you know, it's always like when the younger one gets hurt or whatever, that's when they know they're 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 fucked. The younger one's got to ask for the McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise mom would be mad at them for even asking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's good. Maybe Pepperino will be on in a second. But for uh, for combat, for me, yeah, I kind of agree that uh, everything will seem, uh, the whirling stage, definitely, where everything will seem organized, like what they think is supposed to happen. But then I, I like the idea of it unraveling as players as it goes. things and they kind of ruin the plan. And maybe they'll, uh, maybe it, it almost won't be as smooth as as it would be with like an older dragon so maybe like it'll get out of hand like they like they accidentally start a fire or something like that like the wormling and the whole fucking place goes up and then the, to your point like oh shit what are we gonna tell mom but i would just build that into their personality that they're reckless with stuff so they're like uh grabbing torches and like in their claws and like throwing the torch at like the players or something which obviously like ignites the curtains and the whole house goes up and then the dragon's like shit and like flies away and just leaves them there like on fire um, or suddenly in one round is trying to put the fire out for some reason like, <laughs> no 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 trying to stop the players damaging stuff as well if they're like uh like jump on the table they're like get off the table they're like grappling <laughs> the player to just take them off the table and down somewhere else <laughs> Oh my god i just i, I just love it because even when you get like infiltrated or get into like the actual like cavern where they live too if they do the crashing through the wall are you all of a sudden will turn around there'll be like a wormling there trying to patch it up like what the fuck are you doing like why are you breaking shit like players will go like running off because they have they want to like flank them or something so they're like that's my mom's room not in my mom like they get them out of mom's room fight in the living room no it's like that living room you're not allowed to go in where it yes, has all the nice stuff it's the covered in plastic 
<laughs> that nobody ever goes in, like ever goes. My uh, my uh, granddad has that. There's a, there's a room in their house, which is inconvenient because it's like the room that you have to either you walk all the way around the house to get to either side or you could just walk the 20 feet through the room, but you're not allowed in the room. So you have to go all the way around the house. So I know that uh, yeah. from personal experience. Pepperina, just in time, combat. She's like, I have to reopen all of my things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we can. I guess it just told me that it couldn't detect my microphone. So, <laughs> oh no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My computer totally just wigged out. I mean, it just shut down. <laughs> Technology, out. man. Yeah. Technology. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? <laughs> combat ideas. Combat ideas for wormlings. Um, I think more than any other dragon, uh, gym dragon, you would find combat with these guys. And I think a lot of it would just be them trying to practice and your party being there, you know? And being it really was, stupid about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they're just picking fights um, for the sake of practice, I think, at this point. So, uh, more than any of the other gym dragons, I think you'll find combat with these guys, because the other ones aren't very much. Um, but it would very much just be the <laughs> I'm just picking a fight like a bully at a playground. Like, yeah. Just getting you out think you're tough? Death. You can't beat me. <laughs> yeah, getting out of their depth. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we have next? I think we're uh, young and adult. Pepperina, I think you're taking these on, That's right? That's me. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Get back to my notes. Okay, for young, for the creature connections, I have a young sapphire dragon and a hobgob- hobgoblin warlord have become friends. The Hobgoblin visits regularly to trade war stories and tactics with the dragon. For their stats, um, they are now large, still lawful neutral. The CR is now a nine. And we add common to their list of languages with Draconic and their telepathy of 120 feet. Their AC is now 17 and their HP gets a pretty significant bump uh, to an average of 157. Their speeds are now 40 feet for walking, 20 feet for burrow, 40 feet for climbing, and 80 feet for flying. So they are pretty quick on all fronts there. For their stats, everything goes up except for dexterity. Strength and con both go up by four. Intelligence and wisdom um, and charisma go up by two. Their dexterity save goes up by two and wisdom and charisma saves go up by three. And their con save goes up by four. For their skills, the stealth goes up by two. History goes up by three. Perception and persuasion go up by five. They have the same resistance uh, to lightning and thunder and their immunity to the frightened condition. And I do want to point out, this is the first gem dragon we've covered that has an immunity. None of the other ones have. They've only had resistances. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I found that was interesting when I was looking at these. There you go. Uh, Their tunneler trait goes up to a 10-foot tunnel in their wake. And at this point, we get a multi-attack, which gives you one bite and two claw attacks. Their bite is now a plus nine to hit and two D10 plus five piercing and one D8 thunder. Their claw is a plus nine with a one D6 plus five slashing. Uh, Their breath weapon is now a 30 foot cone with a DC 17 con save um, on a failed. Their damage is now 6d10 thunder and does the same incapacitates you or half damage and no incapacitation if you save. 
Um, and then their spells at this point, they get Dissonant Whispers, Hold Person, Meld into Stone, and each of those they can do once a day. Beauty. So they haven't quite haven't quite got their telekinetic powers quite yet. Like they're not still quite yet. Yeah. So their young ones are still not quite using their brain mind yet, in my mind. Okay. <laughs> Let's re-roll for uh young dragon. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Three. Three. Guys, 14. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Megan is the MVP of this episode. I'm trying here. Trying for you guys, okay? I'm excited to have you here, Megan, since we started this. I was like, I really want to do a dragon episode with Megan. I'm excited <laughs> happening. Weirdly enough, the first episode I ever did for It's a Mimic was Black Dragons. That was my yeah. first episode. Um, and looking at back at it now, look at where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was mostly just hoping the two of us could um, gang up on Terry a little bit. I mean, we did a few yeah. times already, yeah. and the, the episode is still young. So that was my hope. <laughs> That's a pleasant way to spend my Sunday afternoon. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the first one was on you with the thunder from down under comment. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll, we were trying. We were going to let that go. We were gonna, <laughs> I was smirking oh, silently to myself, and you brought it up. It's true. All right, so my quest idea here is now that they're older, they have to make their way in life, so they're going to go down to Australia and become a group of strippers. All <laughs> <laughs> the thunder from down in under. Vegas, I think. Uh, that <laughs> was my quest idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! They need oil. No. They need endless, endless uh, no. vats of oil. They haven't made it to Vegas until they're adults. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So this is them just practicing. You know, mm-hmm. they're really trying to get like their actual life in order before they mm-hmm. have to resort to being a part of the Thunder Down Under um, Sapphire Dragon Horde. You know, like yeah. that's where that's where dragons go to be shamed. So, um, yeah. But no, for real. Sorry. Let's <laughs> that was a good segue. That you. wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, my my quest idea for the for um the adult versions of these dragons would be sorry these are the we're doing the young still young that's yeah. young yeah um so because they don't necessarily have their telekinetic capabilities yet um I would feel like they are still just wandering through uh forests but they're the ones that are be hanging back watching the younglings so they're the ones that got sent out to be the babysitters right to watch over the younglings as they're running around doing a mockery and doing a kerfuckery. But they just fall asleep waiting. And so you'll be wandering through your your forest or your terrain or what have you to come across a sleeping sapphire dragon, most likely going to be a young one waiting for the young for the wormlings to finish whatever they were finishing so they could just go home. Right. Right. Um, So that would be kind of like the again, not necessarily a quest, but like how to find one or come across one in the wild, because I don't really think there would be a reason why you would seek out a young one specifically. Other than if you wanted to be able to get into the horde without having to deal with the telekinetic capabilities. Like, that's that's how I see it anyways. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think these guys would have advanced past the point of the picking a fight to prove themselves that maybe they're at their, like, uh, rites of passage point. But I want to do it as, like, um, like a Tropic Thunder. So in that the quest for the party is... This sapphire dragon thinks they're on their right of passage somewhere, but something's gone wrong. Make it up, your DM. They fucked it up, and they're on the wrong course. So they're basically just going from village to village, 
causing havoc like tropic thunder style where they think that it's like a real it's like part of the movie every like village they come across but he thinks that's the next thing to do so i can just like imagine him like no way kimasabi like putting his war pin on like and taking out the wrong village and then moving on to the wrong castle and decimating the wrong castle and the party the whole point is can you just find this fucking dragon because he's killing us here and there's no reason he <laughs> thinks he's doing the right thing but he's just an idiot and he's just mm-hmm. he's on the wrong right of passage he's supposed to be over here but he's over here so yeah Basically try to track this dragon down who's doing the wrong thing. Um, at this age, I would go into the start getting into their wanting to hunt aberrations. Um, I sort of see that whole thing as like bounty hunter-esque. Like they have a bounty hunter type obsession with finding these aberrations and sending them back to where they belong or getting rid of them completely. Um, when I think bounty hunter, I think either Boba Fett or Dog the Bounty Hunter, and I think at this age it's Dog the Bounty Hunter. One hundred percent, it is. Yeah. It is Dog yeah. the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that they would be like asking for your help finding this thing because they still are very young and don't have all the skills there to do it themselves. Um, but they're trying their best. <laughs> Just out here doing my best, mom. Just out here doing my best. <laughs> um, what about role playing, Megan? Uh, for these ones, do you remember what it felt like to have your first job where you felt like you were in leadership, but like you were probably like still 17, 18, or 19 years old and probably didn't deserve to be in leadership? Yeah. That's how I would role play this. Like you were where like the power the, the power goes to your head. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like my so first like job is my current job and i was dating the boss's son so yeah there was that different, different kind there of dragon level. <laughs> <laughs> no i just feel like this is your young middle manager that has no actual power say over what his little wormlings do or what his little siblings do or what you what the, what the horde does but thinks that they do because they were given a very simple and specific task um but i feel like they would play it very like chest puffed up like super like benounced to themselves like talking down to everybody around them but then as soon as they get yelled at they start to cry yeah so your barbarian (laughs) your barbarian or your group or your explorers will be like oh look at this big tough dragon being big and tough and then you get into a fight with it it's like no sorry never mind like i'm "Ah!" (laughs) I'm gonna run away until someone comes and asks for the manager i.e their mom yeah you just have to have one one karen in the group and like that would be the end of it um (laughs) please let me speak with your mother no you don't want that that. no i'm not doing it i can help you whatever you want i can't stand it when people cry i think especially younger people like uh serving staff and stuff i was lined up outside a restaurant in portland a couple of weeks ago and like some rude guy made this like she was like 19 year old hostess or something and like made her cry because he was so rude it just oh it annoys me so much uh yeah I did it annoy you that the girl was crying or did it annoy you that the guy no, the guy annoyed me because he was like six okay years. okay <laughs> there's two very different sides to that oh did i not i didn't put that across but like i didn't go down and add to it i didn't go i'll take it from me i'll take it from me i get a grip i was really annoyed that this girl was crying no that's how i heard it it not that i was really annoyed that this man made this girl cry it was i was really annoyed that she was crying oh i don't like it when people make especially people when they can't like defend themselves she was like five foot two and he's like six foot two and he was like yeah like yelling at her uh but anyway it doesn't matter 
Um, yeah, but this would this would be the opposite though, where it's like a dragon that's like ten feet tall, and like your bard walks up who's like five foot one and starts yelling at it, and then you, the dragon's like, "Stop yelling! Like it's my first day." Like, <laughs> but at first, he's like trying to act like it. I would lean into that as well. Okay, not to steal your idea, but I want to. I would definitely build on that. I, I like that. I, like I would even give the dragon like a sash or something, like some like uh, you know. Uh, depiction of rank or something that nobody gave them they just showed All up monitor. <laughs> showed up with it. they made their own <laughs> yeah they get so angry i am the like, assistant to the assistant manager yeah. and they have a mug that says so yeah. <laughs> they're the joint assistant manager assistant yeah. to the manager <laughs> yeah but like, they get so angry or so upset that they like throw the sash on the floor and quit and then leave and then they would be like we didn't even give them that sash that's that's yeah. there they should take it with them but uh, <laughs> that yeah sash means nothing that <laughs> was not even ours so, yeah i like that um <laughs> yeah trying to act a little bit tougher than maybe they are and then uh yeah yeah, yeah it's great yeah yeah i would for role play lead into the dog the bounty hunter <laughs> give him a mullet you know yeah weird hairstyle yeah <laughs> they're like floating horns would be like it's a style you know (laughs) yeah they've styled them like they're like slicked back Uh yeah (laughs) this is the only age that they get a chance to like explore any sort of like their own unique personality you know they're going through that phase Mm -hmm. (laughs) because their parents are like so strict and like organized and everything has to be this way and i think this is the only time you could play with like this is their emo phase or this is their like like i'm acting out and being my own person mom <laughs> Do you, like how we're just like poor mom you know like, <laughs> poor mom always poor, like, for poor sapphire mom uh, i like the the dog the bounty hunter thing is in like mm-hmm. um i would do that thing you know some people do where they get they'll like use their like work lingo or something with you even though you clearly are not even in the same field or whatever you obviously uh-huh. don't know what it means like and it's just like some weird like show up thing like the dragon would be like there's too many gses you'd be like what's a gse giant spider egg you'd be like how the fuck do you know what that is okay? <laughs> obviously i don't know what gse is like but they just do it to show that oh god tla mm-hmm. three letter acronyms like idiot yeah. like i would have him like that like just too much into his job which should not mm-hmm. be important at all not an essential worker now um exploration and clues megan i so at this young dragons are the ones that start to get they have do get the dissonant whispers and they get yes. meldstone are the two spells that they end up getting once they reach a certain age mm-hmm. um and hold so I think, person yeah but i think they have hold person as young to know they only have nope. the, this is when it switches yeah this is when it switches so for utilizing the fact that they're practicing their abilities because at this age, they have all these new spells to use. You're probably going to start hearing weird things in your head by accident. Not necessarily because you were supposed to. Like, you get that weird, like, butt dial, right? Like, you're going to get, like, a weird conversation between him and his brother. Um I send that? Like, <laughs> is, is my telekinesis is it on? Sorry, my bad. Um, I, was, I thought I was on mute. I wasn't. So here we are. Um, or again, like Meld Stone, like you probably see like weird pathways that were not there before or just look weird or don't go in any specific direction because this was just like a training area that they were using. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be an interesting thing to explore through is because, so again, they're they're young, but this is the first time they have these abilities. So you're going to see it randomly strewn about as you're traveling through. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty good. That's, uh, that was good. You're welcome. You're welcome. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically this that. is why we keep having Megan go first. Is that we're just going <laughs> to yeah, check out. Stop going for the, but I Take mean, it away, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> it's right you know you're you're going to come across things where it's going to be difficult to figure out what happened but it you would maybe do it as though the party thinks of something really complex happened like it like oh, like a murder scene or something like what was the motive behind this how did they do why is there no whatever why is the body turned this way why is this thing happening they're trying to figure out what happened in reality it was just a young dragon who's trying to use their abilities for the first time has no fucking idea what they're doing and so they're creating chaos which might look like a really complex plan, but in reality, they just have no idea. Um, they have no idea what they're doing. Um, and you should even maybe even have that they're practicing on the on the party members. Like they're just walking through the woods. And even especially if you're doing like a longer journey where there's like you kind of hand wave a lot of it, you'll go like four or eight hours at a time. And then just get one of them to roll a wisdom save. Roll a wisdom save. You failed. For a few moments, you're frozen in place. Then nothing happens. Carry on next day and they're like what the fuck's going on and it's just a young dragon practicing their whole person or something but there's no follow-up from that so that's like little clues along the way yeah okay perhaps all right um i think at this age they would definitely be working on their like burrowing and tunneling and that sort of confusion of pathways and stuff so i could see your party like finding a tunnel thinking like like if they're out there looking for a specific thing and they find this cave and like it's got to be in that cave right and it's really just the sapphire dragon like working on their burrowing and tunneling um thing and it it leads them to nothing and they twist a turn and they come back out and they might see it like spider climbing on the ceiling you know (laughs) there's like a whole wall of like just holes in this cliff face uh-huh. But like they don't see a dragon, but they do see like spiders coming in and out of them. Uh huh. <laughs> but it was just a dragon like poking holes in the wall, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just working on it. I'm just testing this out. <laughs> Yeah. Because I can't, I can't burrow at home because my mom will get pissed that I messed up her player. So I gotta Again. do it out here. Poor <laughs> <Or> mom. <laughs> um. What about uh, combat, Megan? Uh, for combat, I, I would lean into the fact that they have their burrowing, burrowing capabilities at this point. I think that they would be very excited that they can make little hordes or find like a giant cliff face that they can make these um, like little intricate mazes that are smaller, um, but will confuse your players, right? Or even just like, even in the ground below you, you'll suddenly see a hole and then one will come up or whatever. And you'll just have like these places or you'll just fall into a pit in a hole. Yeah. It'll start making like holes in the foliage. So as you're running through, you'll just fall into a hole somewhere. Yeah. I think it would be a good, one of their first good tactics would be traps basically is what I'm saying. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think um, I would probably lean into burrowing as well, but I would combine it with like the spider climb or, or the tunneler thing. I think when... Um, I imagine these guys, when they're young, when you're older, you're going to do things because it's tactically correct and it makes the most sense. But when you're younger and you're impulsive, you basically just do things based on your emotions and to be a dick. So if you got into combat with them, I would do something like I would grapple a player. I would fly up to the ceiling of the cavern, however high that is, let's say 60 feet high or something. You have spider climb, so you can stick to the roof of the ceiling. You can switch to your burrow speed burrow in that them into a little even just like a little room or, or a little chamber in the ceiling and then just fucking leave them there 
but then just go somewhere else. They are completely removed from that battle now without killing them. Now you've got a paladin in a little chamber, 60 feet up in the air, with no way to get out because you combine the movement speeds and the tunneling and stuff. And that's all you need to do. Now you've removed that asset from the fight. I can't. Come to me for tech, I do have a question about um, using different speeds in the same turn. How do you do that? Like if their burrow feet, burrow is 20 feet and their fly is 80 feet. Can they fly 80 feet and then also burrow 20 feet? I do it where you have to minus from. So like, yeah. let's say you have your burrow speed of like 30 and your climb speed of 40. You can burrow 30 feet and then immediately climb 10 because okay. that's the math difference. But okay. if you climbed 40 feet, you've used your movement. You cannot burrow. Yeah, that's what I, that's but, what I do as well. You can't stack yeah. from each other. Okay. But then yeah. could you fly 40 feet? Yes. Okay. So like if you burrow the, like, like however far you can burrow when you come out, then you can just fly whatever the distance is. The okay. difference in your speed. Like whatever the percentage is. remainder is. So if you fly 40 feet, that's 50% of your movement. And you can make up the second 50% with 50. With a different speed. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I think I would like to see combat um, at this age together um using them as a partner i think at this age they might be looking for help like we've said uh as a quest looking for a specific thing so they're on your team i'd like to see them more as side by side with you versus against mm -hmm. you um i think at older ages they're they're probably a little bit more to be combative against your party but i think at this age they're still looking for that help they also might recognize that they you are stronger than they are. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, you know, like if they do walk up to like a like a, a two or three tiered group of folk and they're by themselves, they yeah. might get overrun by the barbarian or the fighter or what have you. Right. So they might be mm -hmm. a little bit more cautious about what they engage in battle with if they aren't in the right tactical position. Right. And then they would mm -hmm. I feel like they would be smart enough to like have that conversation if they can. Mm -hmm. Um but they're not going to like run in there barreling attacking, right? That's what the wormlings yeah. do. These guys are a little bit more like, ah, <laughs> maybe not today. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they're a little bit smarter in knowing that, like what they can handle versus what they can't. Not yeah. all the way, like they still will, you know, think they can handle a little bit more than they probably can. But um, yeah. I think well, that's, that's recognize... the role play. Of yeah. walking in with the puffed up chest uh -huh. and all of a sudden the barbarian uh, like pulls like out a great sword. And like, mm, okay, <laughs> look, let's step back from this. Let's take a minute. I see that you might be strong. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, should we do adult? Let's do it. Yes. All right. For adults, um, for the creature connection, I have a forgetful and nearsighted adult sapphire dragon believes a blue dragon wormling is actually the sapphire wormling who left home months before. This really goes into <laughs> our bad mom. It really does, the bad mom trope. <laughs> yeah. I also like to think, like, a nearsighted dragon is an interesting um concept to me like to, it needs glasses or something oh, no. because they have like blind sight and dark vision and their passive perception is now a 23 <laughs> but they're nearsighted i can't tell that's another kid no <laughs> okay looking at their stats they are now huge uh their cr is a 15 and they have all the same languages. Nothing has changed there. Their AC is now an 18. Um, and they get another decent bump to their HP, bringing it to an average of 225. 
The only speed to change here is now the burrowing is 30 feet. Everything else stayed the same. Um, dexter Dexterity, still the same. And everything goes uh, else goes up by two. Stealth goes up by one. History goes up by two. Perception and persuasion go up by three. They have the same resistance and condition immunities as before. Uh, their blind sight doubles to 60 feet and dark vision stays the same. Their multi-attack is the same, one bite, two claws. They have their bite with a plus 11 and 2d10 plus 6 piercing and 1d10 thunder. Their claw is a plus 11 to hit and is 1d8 plus 6 slashing. Their breath weapon cone doubles to 60 feet. The DC is now a 19 constitution and uh, the damage dice increases to 8 D10. Um, those aren't incredibly big bumps at this point to their damage dice and that of their attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, we do get two bonus actions and legendary actions. Uh, the bonus actions are chain shape, which is the pretty standard. They can be, I think, a medium or small creature of their choice. And they get Psychic Step, which allows them to teleport to an unoccupied space within 60 feet. So if you add that onto their movement, they can move pretty fast in a round because that's bonus. That's not combined. So if they're flying 80 feet, they can then teleport another 60 feet Yeah. on top of that. Um, their legendary actions, they get three and can only do one at a time. Uh, the first one is they can make one claw attack. Then for Two points, they can use their psychic step or a spell. And for three points, they can use telekinetic fling. The dragon chooses one small or smaller object that isn't being worn or carried within 60 feet and magically hurls it at a creature within 60 feet of the object. The creature must make a DC 17 deck save or takes 9d6 bludgeoning damage. This is just the upgrade to the discs in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just playing an actual object. Yeah. Like, it, it has to be a small or smaller object. That is a huge uh, amount of damage from just like something very small getting thrown at you. It's getting thrown at you by a dragon. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> That's scary. Like you just, oh, what are you going to do with that spoon? Uh, 96 bludgeoning. What? There's a difference between if a gnome threw it at you and a dragon like fucking whipped it at you. You know what I mean? Like... With their mind power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that spoon's going to be like a bullet going at you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's roll 15. Five. Oh. Someone got five, someone got 12, but you blend it together. I, I got five. And I got 12. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you paused, so we so got five, so we got 12. There was an audible pause, and then you both answered again. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out afterwards. We'll find it. It'll be a surprise for everybody. Uh, okay, what am I asking myself? Uh, a, a quest idea for an adult uh, sapphire dragon. Here we go. We're at the point where it's like, oh my God, what are the quests going to be now? Um, okay, well... What do they want? I feel like, okay, maybe they're now adding things to this uh, collection, right? So it may be that um, you, I like it when, as I think as the tiers get, you get in the higher tiers, the MacGuffins need to be 
more difficult to get. We talk about the Emerald Dragon sending them out to get a stone, and the stone turns out to be a mountain, um, mm -hmm. so uh, or some kind of rock or something. So I think uh, it should be the same thing. It should be maybe that they go up to get a thing, thinking that it's going to be like whatever, and then it needs to be something very difficult to acquire. Like they maybe go and rescue the princess something, but the princess something is a ship actually and the ship needs to get back to this through this cave network cave system they're like figure it out uh, and maybe they'll give you the choice of quest you can go and get this thing or you can go and get princess something and they'll go great uh we'll get this one because it seems easy and then it needs to be more complex so yeah uh it's got to be to go and get a MacGuffin, but the MacGuffin at this point needs to be very difficult for some way to retrieve in that it's <laughs> it's massive or it's much more complex than it seemed initially <laughs> I feel they would be that mean to you. Yeah. yeah, I'm imagining like the, the ship in a bottle now because like they would have to get it back into the horde somehow. So it would just be a bunch of gnomes taking apart this ship in the middle of the woods somewhere and like bringing these small pieces into them and then trying to rebuild <laughs> it inside of the cavern. Exactly. Oh my God. I hate it, but I love it at the same time. What a great visual that would be. <laughs> Um, gnome scaring ship parts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the adult dragon, I feel like a nice quest would be, of course, like maybe the wormlings like took all your weapons just for funsies and brought them into like the horde for their mom, who is an adult dragon or what have you. And this is the mom now because they are adults. Um, and so then you're like, okay, well, I this is my ancestral sword, which we like to talk about on a regular basis, and you have to go and find it now and you come across a bunch of gnomes that are like, yes, it's inside, probably going to be with this sapphire dragon. Here are some tips and tricks on how to get in its good books and its good graces. Maybe work with us in this town for a little while, help us solve these things and help us solve these quests. And then we will help you talk to the dragon to get your sword back, right? So instead of going into classically go and fight a dragon, you work with a, a group of gnomes or like a group of like their um, cohorts and you help them with a bunch of like mundane, simple quests. If you're a younger CR, like that kind of stuff. And then they'll help you get your sword back from the dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like with the creature connection I did, like what if the blue dragon is looking for their wormling? And send you on a quest to find it. And it's in the Sapphire Dragon. You have to talk the Sapphire Dragon into, like, this is not your child. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's blue. It's clearly my child. <laughs> like, but look at the horns. The horns are not correct. The horns like... are not correct. <laughs> and then you have to, after you figure that whole thing out, then you have to go figure out what happened to the Sapphire Worm, like, also. So you get, like, two quests. Because that mom is like, okay, well, if this is not mine, where is mine? Yeah, like, I'm going to need you to find that out. Bring me bring mine me. back and I'll give you this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to have one, you know. <laughs> bring me my child and I'll give you this child. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> or in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> you accidentally killed the sapphire one and you're like, crap. <laughs> Wait a minute. I remember seeing a blue dragon just over there. Let's go get that one. <laughs> Indiana Jones it, and then hopefully she doesn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Blue dragon woman. Oh my god. And then you just get the fuck out before it realizes it. Like, you have yeah. to be so far away when it realizes this is not its child. Uh, like, on another plane, probably. Yeah. yeah. Peace out. <laughs> um, what about role-playing? 
I guess I'm answering it first. Um, I think the I think these guys are going to get to the point where they're very um, they're I can see them as getting quite impatient. I think I think you know they're going to be because these guys are very adept at what they do. They have all kinds of different speeds. They're they're telekinetic. They're telepathic. So conversation is for, in fact, actually, that's probably a way I think you go. I think if you had telepathy, you'd probably start to move away from conversation. You'd be done with people's ums and ahs and long pauses and never getting to the point. You'd be like, just tell me in my brain. If you can't tell me in my brain, go away. Uh, so I think I would have that. I would have uh, long kind of silent conversations where they are only speaking telepathically, probably choosing who they're speaking to and everybody else is going to have to wait. Yeah, so yeah. role played in that way. Yeah, I would lean into kind of like your idea of them being very military, like like esque in the sense where like they understand that there is a hierarchy. So if they see your team rock up, they're gonna want to know who the leader is. They're gonna want to know who like the smart technical person is. They're gonna yeah. want to know these things about your group so they can be equally as tactile against you. Yeah. So a lot of your conversation is gonna be like, "Who's your leader? Why are you here?" like those kinds of questions so they can kind of know who to speak to. And then if they do point out a leader, that's the only person they talk to. Mm-hmm. They won't talk to anyone else after that. Like they've, they've picked right. That this yeah. is the strongest person or depending on what they believe is to be the leader. Like if they believe in strength or if they believe in um, who looks the prettiest, you know what I mean? And I feel like that would come from wherever they are like around. Like, so if they're around gnomes or around things that believe in strength, they would probably believe that strength is the thing. So they go towards the barbarian or if they're surrounded like by an elven community of some kind, like they would probably think that beauty is the great, like the, the feet of strength. So then they would look at the prettiest person in the group and mm-hmm. that would be who they would speak to because there's an order. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I think clearly the three of us would be the prettiest people in the party. I think, <laughs> I feel like we all go for that vibe. <laughs> in a non-visual platform, I can absolutely agree. We are the prettiest. Our the characters, <laughs> like, I feel like our characters were all like, they're going to have the best outfit. Yeah, <laughs> and true. they're going to like, look the best it's made of sapphires uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um <laughs> with how we've been talking this would very much be the mom that we've been talking angry about. mom yeah. the angry mom would be the angry militant mom that expects everything to be exactly how it's supposed to be they are the strict parent mm-hmm. and i think they would probably address your party as that if they are guests in their lair like you are not to touch anything you are to keep your hands in your pockets <laughs> like yeah yeah don't mess with a single thing and i will take you in here i will show you what you need to do don't move a single thing yeah yeah and if you're going to be eating in the lair you can only uh-huh. eat i've seen the way that you have your etiquette works in your communities mm-hmm. here's a table here's your cutlery yes do not move you, you yeah. are not allowed to eat in that chamber you are only allowed to eat in this chamber yeah. and that chamber don't go in it don't if you walk in, in there i will murder you yes that's for that is for the queen only <laughs> and then, and then they just have gnomes like cleaning up behind you <laughs> Well, no, because it would be the wormlings because the mom would be wanting to teach the children how to have proper cleaning etiquette. So when you have a mess is made, she'd be calling on the wormlings to come and clean up their mess, right? (laughs) Kevin, I told you to clean your room yesterday. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. Um, No more floating discs for you. No more floating discs. Exploration and clues. I think uh, for clues, it would be whatever 
norms or etiquettes or like traditions we used to be just with for that dragon i feel like would now be um kind of amplified out into the area around them so maybe like the town nearby it is expected that everybody is up and working at a certain time and they continue to go uh for a certain time perhaps people in the in the village depending on their hierarchy will never turn their back on someone of a higher status of them so you have people walking backwards out of shops and stuff so if you were like the adventuring party watching from the hill you'd be like what the hell is going on with these psychopaths they're all walking backwards out the shops from each other they're all up and moving every single person before the sun gets up like all of these little strange um uh like uh, habits and characteristics i i, I think would uh, be echoed onto the onto the nearby towns yeah and that kind of ties into like the idea that um their sense of time would be sending off like that 300 foot thunder wave thing. Yeah. So if they needed the town to do something for them, such as my earlier suggestion where they're gathering weapons or building weapons for them, and they're supposed to leave them in one place by a certain period of time in the day, that sound would tone and that all those weapons would be in that one place before that tone goes off because they know they have to leave before they get there, but it's like on rotation and on time. So yeah. like, I know would be sitting there like looking at the sun, like shit. And like everybody yeah. in the town responds to the fact that like either the sound goes off or something's happening because things have to be done at a certain time at a certain order. And if it's not, you're going to get a visit from the adult dragon. That's mm-hmm. like, mm, right. Where's my stuff. And like, have, like, <laughs> you would have like a name, right? Everyone, everyone it's called the boom or something. You've got to make yeah. sure you're, make sure you're back home before the boom. Right, like yeah, like <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> okay, Pepperina. Um, I think at this this is the age they get their like regional effects, so I think that would be a good route to go with the clues on them. Um, so you would definitely at this point see the more giant spiders. That would be a huge clue. I would work with the uh, telepathic enhancement at this stage. Somebody in your party is now hearing a voice um, or hearing more voices as their telepathic community or communication increases. Um, I would sort of play into that kind of stuff. Beautiful. Agreed. What's the last thing? Combat. Oh, combat. combat. Before we get into combat, I did forget to mention they do now have legendary resistances of three per day. Okay. Born to so know. that's in there also. Okay. Um, combat. These guys are going to be tactical masters at this point, I think, uh, which means you as the DM need to be a tactical master as well. Uh, I think that they would be using their... And tactically, what is correct is they would know that it is in their best interest to reduce the action economy and to separate the party. They have great movement speeds uh, when they get to the adult level. So I think they basically, let me look at their abilities here for separating. So you're probably leaning to the debilitating breath. You'd be opening up with that. I think you're using you're using a grapple and a full movement speed to separate somebody. Like you can go, you can fly with a single party member for 80 feet and then beat on them for a round or so before everybody else catches up to them. And then you can psychic step out of there. I think it's a lot of movement. Picking someone, separating them, beating on them, psychic step out as soon as every, and just have that party like chasing the ball all the time, trying to catch you wherever you're going. So it would be separating and then beating on one person. Yeah. They're going to know that their biggest advantage is being inside their layer and they're not going to leave it. So if they're, if they know that there's someone coming after them, they're not going to leave. They're going to be like, okay, as soon as I feel that they're in the area, 
that's when we start utilizing the tactics of the fact that the tunnels are small, like, and that they're going to be wandering around for hours and days. And then you can pick them off to your point and move them into different places or just pick up the whole group and move them yeah. into another area, what have you. Um, and, but yeah, I, I don't think they're going to leave their lair if you're going to come after one of these to fight it because it's smart enough not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I should have added the telekinetic fling is going to be important at this point because they have mm-hmm. like a lot of equipment around. Like it says bludgeoning damage, but I think if they've got like spears and swords around the walls and stuff. Like, well, it does say small them. or smaller. Well, well, yeah, but how big small? Like a creature? It's a gnome. So like a <laughs> sword? Like, yeah, a gnome. A suit of armor yeah. for a gnome. Well, I don't know. They could, like, I think they could hurdle, like, daggers. I don't know that a whole, like, javelin or a big spear. One small or considered. smaller object. I don't know rules is written. But, like, a helmet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like, yeah. small pieces of armor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think you'd be using that a lot as well. Yeah. Just, like, a butter knife. Yeah, for what is it? <laughs> I don't I don't want to throw the good knives, so you're gonna get the butter knives. <laughs> yeah, that would almost be like insulting, depending on what they're throwing. Yeah. Like Why do what I they see. Seem... Why are you just throwing yeah. plastic cups at me? <laughs> well, it doesn't seem damage as if I throw the metal ones, so why not? It's fair. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, for combat with these guys, now they have their lair actions. I think that's important to remember. Um, they have that stone passage where they're going to be in and out and be able to move through their walls very quickly and seal them up behind them where you cannot get to them. Um, I don't know that they would be fighting to kill. I think they would be fighting to capture. I would like to see a lot of traps in their lair that the gnomes built for them because gnomes are very tinkery. And I think with their connection with them and the way they have their tunnels set up and the way they use items and things, there'd be a lot of traps. So I would have it being this huge maze and trying to get through it without being caught in something. And after you're caught, it just collects you all. Like, why are you here? let's talk about this um and it's like an interrogation you know did anybody ever watch the movie the cube either of you two no, no. i've never seen any movies <laughs> i know that's why that's why i was like i don't know if this is the right crowd for this or not <laughs> but basically to your point of it being uh-huh. like a cavern that's full of traps the cube is basically one giant cube made of small really tiny cubes but each cube is a room and each room has a trap in it and like people are going through trying to figure out how to get out of the cube, but each room is trapped and or in a different way. And then they find from a mathematical perspective, which rooms are or aren't trapped and they find their way through. But then the twist is that if they just stayed in the same place, they would end up where they needed to be. Like, this is that kind of a weird movie, but it just kind of reminded me of the idea that you enter into these caverns and these tunnels and you're going through and all of these like you're all of these traps being set by these gnomes that you have to try and deactivate and get through mm-hmm. when really if you just smash through the wall that's only three feet thick then you would be, yeah, <laughs> would be in true. the Great dragon's lair <laughs> yeah. anyways i thought that'd be really funny okay what yeah. are we on ancients ancient dragons all right so these uh, gargantuan-sized gem dragons uh, are considered, of course, as we know already, still lawful neutral uh, with an upped natural armor of 20. Uh, their speed maintains relatively same from the adult dragon other than adding 10 feet to their burrowing speed. So it's now 40 instead of 30. 
Uh, as usual, you will see an increase in their saving throw skills and senses. So you do see a bit of a jump between the adults to the ancient, not like you did with the um, young into the adult. Um, so for instance, like their passive perception is jumping from 23 to 28 and so forth. So it's a quite a big increase um, across the board for a lot of things. Um, let's kind of put it this way. Their CR goes from 15 to 22 between the adult and the ancient dragon. So this kind of makes it to a turn. This would make them a lot more difficult to kill than just an adult dragon, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, they do maintain their legendary resistances as an adult. Um, so they also maintain both spider climb and tunneling. However, the tunneling, because of their increased burrowing speed in my mind, their tunneling diameter increases to 20 feet instead of the 10. So you're getting a much larger tunnel than you were before. They maintain the same attack abilities and bonus actions, except the attack stats increase, obviously. So its bite now hits at a plus 15 instead of 10, uh, and now has a 15-foot reach. Same thing goes with their claw attack. It increases by five by a five-foot reach. So obviously they're bigger, they're stronger, stronger, they can reach further, and stays at a plus 15 to hit. When it comes to their debilitating breath ability, it does increase to a 90-foot fucking cone. And it turns the con save DC into 23. So very difficult to avoid in tiny yeah. tunnels. <laughs> yeah. Um, their bonus actions remain the same uh, with basic chain shape and psychic step. For its spell listings, teleport is added uh, and the spell save DC increases to 20. As a quick reminder of what teleport is, because I looked it up to see if it would actually be useful within their tunnels, it is instantly teleports you and eight willing creatures to either a space you can see or an object you can see or a place of your choosing. This place must be known to you. However, it's just based on your familiarity with it, with how close you can get to it. So you as a DM can roll on a table um, for basic people using the spell. But in my mind, this is your layer. You as a dragon who are ancient know every nook and cranny of this place, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a dice roll to do here. If you want to go somewhere in your cavern, you are going somewhere in your cavern, in my mind. Yeah. And you're taking the whole team with you. Um, but yeah, their legendary actions remain similar um, as they can claw or use their psionics. However, their telekinetic fling is now increased to a medium uh, instead of just small object. And the deck save increases to 20. So now you can throw, in my mind, a spear or a table or like just something that's... Yeah medium-sized mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah so that is the ancient version all right beautiful mm -hmm. all right let's do the last round of rolling let's do it oh nine six ten <gasps> you did it and pepperina i, I shall it. ask you first okay for a quest idea a quest idea um i think at this point they have their like connection with the emerald dragons looking at i would like to see like an ancient emerald and an ancient sapphire teamed up and really honing in this is when they're the boba fett of of their bounty hunting and, and not their their dog the bounty hunter they have really um figured it out you know at this point and so they've got their knowledge from the emerald dragon that knows everything that's ever gone on by this point by ancient so they would have be sending you off to really look for these aberrations like i know that it's there um i need you to take care of what are like do you guys know what are different aberration types i'm not familiar with what specifically they are you're muted also I'm talking <laughs> 
It's like a classic Zoom meeting. Like, like, <laughs> like what are good what are good examples of an aberration that they might be? Yeah, I wanted to bring the list up so uh so we can talk about the entity. I only know dragons, so anything beyond that. I need assistance. Uh, Abolist beholders, mind flayers, and the like. Is that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like I, could, stuff. I was thinking maybe uh, mind flayers. That was in my head. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would have them sending you off into like a mind flare area. Maybe even after um, the what is the elder brain dragon? Um, like a mind flare colony that is raising an elder brain dragon. And they need you your help going after mm. this. I feel like I would rather fight a fire dragon than do that. I feel like if you can get me up and go, look, cards on the table. I'd probably stand a better chance trying to kill you. <laughs> let's just let's just fight here. Yeah. <laughs> let's fight here. I I'm who the next me? It's you, Terry. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, at this point for me, yeah, it's uh, the quest has gone beyond something that you were necessarily doing with them and it's on like a macro kind of scale like they're big military leaders right so they would maybe be sending you out on quests to uh to do stuff to influence the story arc like if the story is something to do with a war they're sending you off because they know strategically uh it is better if you go and destroy this bridge it's better if you go and win favor with this city and so their their military like nature is going to manifest on more of a macro scale at this point uh, and so their quest will be around stuff that only that they know is strategically correct to do for the story yeah yeah you would be working with the people that work for the dragon you would not necessarily be working directly with the dragon is kind yeah. of what i was mm -hmm. thinking so depending on where they exist like maybe they are you're gathering you're part of its horde that are gathering weapons for it you are its collectors you are being sent out to go and fight these battles and fight these wars to bring back these very special and majestic weapons because they're not going to trust just any cohort with doing it they're yeah. going to send out very specific battlements and troops. And maybe it is you've gotten in its good graces because you retrieved a weapon and gifted it to it to be able to like get other information. But now it's like, I'm sorry, I can use you to get multiple amazing weapons. Absolutely, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't, I'm just going to kill you. Yeah. Like <laughs> kill you so that then they don't have you. Yeah, or they'll send you off to like go and do like negotiation missions or, or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah absolutely things that like need to happen but are beneath them yeah so they need yeah, or maybe it's like, like i got way more important things to worry about here but i do need that taken care of but so this doesn't need to happen so they're like mm -hmm. their gnome commander is the one giving you this <laughs> yeah and if you do it good maybe you'll meet the boss fair enough uh yeah. who's next pepperino is it your quest next or who didn't go yet who didn't i didn't know we're getting those up. everybody went, okay. we're on to the next one role playing uh i like the idea that when they get to the ancient you I'm are like, first i'm not first though so I, <laughs> i've been doing this all day at this point <laughs> this is the first time i've been first terry let Sorry, me have it let her have it, have it. Let me have this one. last this is our last segment of the day we're signing off after this so i'm just jumping the gun. okay go ahead um, I mean, obviously, at this point, they're just like that high up military persona, you know, they're not talking much, they are giving commands, they are not caring about whatever concern that you have, they have a problem, it needs done, you are going to do it. Yeah. Now it's yeah. your turn, Terry. Now it's your turn. Terry. Thank you. 
I give a little pause. <laughs> I give a pause. I didn't cut you off. Yeah, I like the idea that uh, when you when you're working with an ancient sapphire dragon, like you can say you're working for the dragon, but it's like you never meet them, right? It, it's, like, it's like going, yeah, look, I work for Tim Cook, and they're like, you work in the Apple Store, relax. Like you, like it should be at that point where you're getting orders, you're receiving things, but from a role playing standpoint, they're talking. They're talking through other people, essentially, or maybe they're only communicating you through like formal letters with like a letterhead and stuff. Um, so uh, I don't think they'd bother with writing letters with all their like oh, no, somebody else powers. You would, you would like they're, yeah, they're, they're have, dictating it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you when just you have like a message in your head. Go do this thing. Like when you turn 100 years old, <laughs> you're supposed to get a letter from the queen. Obviously not anymore. But I don't think she's writing it out. She's got enough to do. <laughs> It's very fair. I feel like, though, if you were to actually get to speak to one of them within their lair or, like, within the vicinity of their stuff, because they have such organized and, like, eclectic collections, I feel like you would find them in their library and they would be, like, they have all of these notebooks and readings of all these ancient, amazing weapons and have such a rich knowledge of history and battles. So if you were to get to speak to one and you are from a specific clan or from a specific battlement that existed they would know everything about it yeah. right mm-hmm. they would yeah. be like oh i know your grandfather or like i, mean, I, met, you, point, I met this person right their history is a plus 12 at this point so yeah so they're gonna know they're gonna know more about your tactical family than you do if you yeah. are a barbarian they're gonna yeah. be like no oh, i've seen that symbol before and they're gonna grab a yeah. book and be like this is where your family is from. This is your grandfather. This is your blah, 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 blah. They have so, your entire <laughs> family tree. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like that's a good way to implement um, good role play for your fighting characters. Because they probably don't know that information about their historical family. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, well, no, like your family is not from this place. Your family is from this place, actually. Let me let me show you a map of where you're actually from. Yeah. And they'd be like, What? Like and you know, like you like it's it's that player at your table that doesn't give themselves a backstory because they're just there to play a fighter. Yeah, mm-hmm. this yeah. is how you give them a backstory. Is this character yeah. would know it, you know, and then you can make it up. Like I just yeah. think it would be a lot of fun that way. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that you're uh, you're three percent elvish? I am. I knew it. I knew it. It's the skin. <laughs> I have very good skin. Everybody else has very good because they're three percent elf. They yeah, have all of the twenty-three and me like records on file of your entire. <laughs> Maybe it would be the other way. I said like, that are like, that uh... database. I said like you wouldn't speak to them directly, but maybe it would be the other way. Like if you like using your sending stone to communicate with them at their lair and they're like, hello, on the other side. And you're like, oh, I didn't expect you to answer. Like, I didn't think you'd answer yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's like completely the other way. Uh It's like, I actually like talking to people. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. People are usually scared of me, but I just want to talk to them. Just say hi. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's lonely being at the top. Exploration and clues. Pepperina, whose turn is first? Uh, <laughs> um, I think at this point, like you're being summoned to them. Yeah, like they need you for a reason. I don't know. I mean, there's obviously the regional effects and that kind of thing that you would start to notice the the sapphire and that. But I think you are just going to be summoned to them because yeah. they need you. So, like, a gnome is just going to come up and be like, "You have been summoned." <laughs> By court order, you would need to be at this place at this time, yeah. Please do, or I will die. 
<laughs> like they're serving you like a, a summons or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it should yeah. happen at like a really inconvenient, like embarrassing time. Like just the <laughs> worst possible time for somebody to hand you a brown envelope. Yeah. <laughs> like <a track. laughs> uh Exploration yeah, clues, I agree. Exploration clues by the time you get to ancient, right? It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going to know, you're not going to accidentally, gonna, you're not going to accidentally come across him at this point. I think the clue that an ancient sapphire dragon is present is probably his legion of soldiers is there with the sapphire dragon crest on them. That's your clue that they might mm-hmm. be close in the area at this point. Yeah. I feel like they would also be the ones to come and get you sometimes if they're desperate. Yeah. Like, because they can, they can teleport they can move super quickly. Like if you are within, I'm going to say 500 feet of their lair, they can come and get you and bring them back to their lair in less than an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so if they're, if you are not listening, all of a sudden you are bamfed into their lair. It's like, yeah. it's like, I well, summoned if, you. <laughs> if you're within six miles, they can see through the stones and know exactly where you are. You yeah, know? that's yeah. right. That's so. right. They're they're coming for you at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not if you're not going to arrive fast enough, they're going to come and get you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they will give you a time to be there, and if you are not, oh, you will be. You better be. <laughs> you, you will be. be. Yeah. Uh, combat, Pepperina. Um. Don't I mean, fight it. <laughs> <laughs> like their DCs and and like two their two hit is a plus fifteen. Um, you have to pass a 23 con save to not be affected by their breath weapon. Like they are so hard hitting with that kind of stuff. If they want to hit you, they are hitting you. Like they are not missing very often. You would have to have some crazy stats as a player to pass that. Um, so the best thing to do is avoid it. (laughs) Possible. But I would see them, I mean, a lot like the adult. They have their lair. They know it even more. They have all the traps. They can move through it quickly. Um, You're not going to really have a chance to run away if they don't want you to. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to have much of a chance to block very much of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I feel at this point, like, you don't even need to give many tactics. But I'll just pretend that, like, it's a real high-level party. If you're going to combat with one, you should be really high level. But I think you're basically going to you're going to fight on your own terms. If you're a Sapphire Dragon, you're not going to fight on their terms. So if you have Spider Climb, for example, you should be fighting upside down very high and they should figure out how to get to you. You're not going to go down to them. I'm up here. Come and get me if you want. Like climbing on the ceiling and then doing your 90 foot cone down on them. Onto the ground. Yeah. Yeah. 100% and just and then just incapacitating them and dropping down in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to be fine on your terms, probably upside down. And that, yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, you expand on that. They would also use their army, you know, mm-hmm. like well, they're not going to just, well. yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you're, if you're the, like the tactics of an, of an ancient dragon is going to be all of its adults that it, or all of its kids or whatever that are still around, you're going to be going through them first. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to go through the battlement. You're going to go through the, you're going to go through the ranks before you get to it, if you're going to fight it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get there, there's no chance to not fight it because you just murdered their family. Mm-hmm. So like, I love the on. idea of them having a little gnome army that comes running out of the tunnels at you. Oh, hundred percent. Now with like knowing <laughs> that there's going to be a sapphire fucking dragon crest, hundred uh-huh. percent. Yeah. Like, they're just like, 
just a whole hundreds of gnomes running out of little like so many tunnels because there's so many entrances everywhere around you and surrounding you does a corpse count as an object sure yeah so you could just hurl dead soldiers dead dead part yeah yeah why not yeah well, because it's a medium object now, so as long so, as they're not like a Goliath or something. Yeah, so a medium creature, you can just yeet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beauty. All right. <laughs> All right, so before we wrap this episode up, let's cut to our last ad break. If you've been inspired by the conversation in this episode, please feel free to reach out and share your creativity and ideas with us and the rest of the community. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram or on our subreddit at r slash mimic. Also, if you're feeling particularly generous, please follow and subscribe and leave us positive reviews, likes, and comments. Engagement like that helps us pop up on search engines and keep this show running. All right. Well, we talked about this amazing Sapphire Dragon for quite some time now, talking about its militant awesomeness and its scariness. Is there any other final thoughts, feelings, or emotions around these types of dragons for you guys? These may well be my new favorite dragons. I feel like it's it's pretty close with black. I like black dragons a lot, though. Mm. So I don't know. But uh, it's definitely number two. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I just like the idea of the look of their layer is probably still my favorite part. The fact that it's going to have veins of sapphire running through it Mm -hmm. and like sapphire doors and sapphire everything. Like it really leans into its gem, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. I, I like that it combines two of my favorite things, dragons and gnomes. <laughs> that's my favorite part about it is that like like one of my favorite characters i play is a rock dome so i could see her like interacting with this guy you know yeah be like so. i like your sapphires i'll do some tradesies yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's all for our discussion on sapphire dragons make sure that you subscribe or follow and check back regularly to see what inspirations and insights will have for you in the future thank you for listening to another episode of the it's a mimic podcast if you'd like to support us we have a donate button on our website www.itsamimic.com and a store with some awesome it's a mimic merch and a patreon this episode and others can be found on spotify apple podcasts youtube and most other podcast apps thanks again for listening to it's a mimic where you never know what you're going to get this has been an it's a mimic production Please check the show notes for this episode to see links, time codes, and credits. And don't forget to reach out and share your own inspirations. We did it. (laughs) We did it. Good job, guys. Okay, I'll get the audio off to Adam. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Are you signing us out with the Thunder from Down Under dance, Terry? I think we deserve it. Yeah. (laughs) I have like like zero rhythm. I think I would go down in your estimations if you I mean, (laughs) years ago I asked when you were going to shake it like Pooh Bear and you did say one time that you would. I feel like this is the chance. This would have been the episode where it would have been required. But it's it's an audio medium and uh, what can I do? Maybe if we go to, I'm not a very good dancer. I don't know who is a good dancer in this group, but it's not me. So I don't think any of us are. I'm gonna throw that out there right now. I, don't I like dancing. I don't know that I'm considered good, but I do yeah. it often. <laughs>
Welcome to another episode of It's a Mimic, where we continue our conversation on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. I uh Let me start that again. We continue our conversation on Dungeons & Dragons. Is it always been that? It hasn't been we one We continue long conversation. our conversation on dragons, on dragons in Dungeons & Dragons. And dragons. <laughs> okay. Right. It's confusing. Welcome, Welcome to another I episode. Thought you, I thought you stumbled up on the I am, and then you like stumbled. Like, did you forget your, your name? Your name. That's what I was thinking. Which passport am I using? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you still here? Leave already.